Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Welcome, welcome, friends, to another episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this week, I mean, I know a lot of people out there is going to think we're fucking crazy for doing the album that we chose this week, but I think it's a fantastic album. I love this album. And honestly, if you might not be a fan of the group, listen to it for its production value. We won't go no further into that. Before you announce it, I'll say I love their first three albums. Okay, first three, and and that's cool. I got the I got the second and the third. Yeah, I do not own the the first one, but this week we are bringing you Duran Duran Rio. Awesome. I mean, how do you go wrong with this album? You don't. If you do not have it in your collection, you need to add it. Yep. It's probably going to be a love fest, but you know what? I think the shows that we're doing that are love fest, I almost think people like those more. I know. It's a lot of fun. We might have some disagreements, though. I, I think. think we will when we get to favorite tracks and yeah. the track to chuck away. And, you know, that's how we like to keep it real on this show. But we are listening to, um, this was a 1982. It was released in November because it was a big clusterfuck. Didn't they do a different like UK release and US yeah, release? Yeah, the the UK one come over and then it didn't do well, so they re- remixed it for the US market, and then I don't know, like some albums had a misprint, so I don't know. I think it's a third edition. It was a Winchester, uh, Virginia pressing. Yeah, and there were different versions of Hungry Like a Wolf on them, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the copy that I have has the longer version, which they call the night version. I think you said yours was the same way. Yeah, it is. So it's honestly, if I'm looking for this, make sure you get that one. Yeah, Because, sure. I mean, that, that, that version, we'll, we'll get into it. But this is their second album. And like I said, the original, or you said it actually, the original UK release was uh, May 10th of 1982. So, um, like I said, we do not have our hands on that one. But, I mean, for not knowing no better, I wouldn't have ever known it. No, I mean, I'm curious to see what the different mixes sound like, uh, you know, on the record, different mastering and stuff. But, I mean, we'll get into this, but this sounds pretty great. All right, so since it is 1982, mm-hmm. and it was my week for beer, that's right. Um, I know, I I don't know. I just I've been fucking with him for the last couple of days, folks. I'm sending him pictures of mm-hmm. the swag beer for the week. It's wrapped up in bags. Um, that's right. You know, I, I've been just texting him little things. I he thinks he knows what it is, but I don't know. Right. He might be right and he might be wrong. Hold on. Tell him what you think it is first. I think it's Colt 45. Uh, it could be. All right. Um, get into our Ozark Trail. All right, here we go. Find cooler because, hey, Marshall, we're still waiting on the mini fridge, by the way. I think I think Marshall hates us, man. Check out these bad boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. 
we have. I'm not even sure this qualifies as swag. I I spent a lot of time with this. I, f- I told my wife, your sister, that yesterday. I said he's probably <laughs> fucking had this a shit ton of times, but this is good stuff. It was established in 1903. We bring to you this week, folks, for our beer review, the high life, the champagne of beers, folks. Yeah, that's good stuff. So uh, I've never had this. You've never had high life. I've never drank high life. I used to spend time with MGD back yeah. when it was all the rage. No, I mean, High Life is sort of parallels PBRs, you know, like hipster, you know, Schweig beer. Uh, we used to drink it a lot back in the day. It's Oh, I figured you guys did after fun. hams and everything else. And so we do have 24-ounce tall boys of Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, folks. You ready? And I almost feel guilty. I, th- I thought I should have had little champagne glasses for this one. Uh, but yeah. we're men on this show, folks, so we drink out of the can. So let's crack these bad mofos open. All right. Well, right away, it's got a little sparkly sparkle at the beginning. Cheers. So, cheers. Tasty. Um, it's, it's not as harsh as I thought it would be. It's because it's a champagne of beers. Um, it does got a... It's got a... <laughs> I don't want to call it weird at the end of it. It's got a note of, and it's not the can. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll go away after I drink a few more. You know, we have busted into some margarita shots before we started doing this show. That's true. So I am trying to get that and Heineken out, but I mean, it's not hateful. No, it's 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 pretty good. It's it. I mean, I don't want to drink it every day at this point in my life, no. but it's fun to uh, dip into occasionally. Well, and you know what's funny is it is the holiday season still. I know by the time this airs, it will be long gone. But I did see, um, we we got your bag of swag, Big J. We'll be bringing that up here in a future episode. Thank you very much, brother. Um, But I did see a picture Big J had on Facebook where... He must have spent a lot of time with the High Life because <laughs> they were like giving it out as like Christmas gifts. So, with the champagne type bottle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if the champagne of beers is good enough for Big J, it's good enough for this show. That's so, right. Uh, big up to Big J up there in uh, Columbus. And I know I'll catch hell because I we giving shout outs. You know why? Because Big J realizes the value of the show. And he sent us a whole bag of swag. They did. A whole yeah. bunch of uh, beers from Outer Belt Brewing. Yeah, we got Outer Belt Brewing stuff going to be coming to you soon. And he also sending us another special swag pack. <laughs> he is. But we're not going to go into that because we're going to leave it a surprise for you. That's right. But no, I don't hate it. Um, no, it's not bad. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. Um because I spent so much time with this in my misspent youth, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, you're giving it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got the cool swag factor. I'll, I'll, I'll roll a... Can I go three and a half? Sure. I mean, I may change my mind by the end of this 24 ounces. Something tells me it's going to bump up to a four by the time this um, episode's but over. I, right now, I'm going on the record for a three and a half. So uh, go out and get you some of this Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, folks. And uh, so let's get into this Rio, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I mean, what do you think about the um, album cover and the artwork? So this, I have a fondness for early 80s weird sort of, this sort of pastel and, and this type of artwork. Um, 
like if an album came out with it now i'd be like what the hell is that but i do really like this stuff from the early 80s i mean to me it's awesome and cheesy at the same time and i give it a four a four i do oh he went light on this one (laughs) i'm i'm just gonna go right out of the gate i gave it a five yeah um i think you'll like my reasons and if not you know we can we can argue drink high life and hell who knows folks we might have a free-for-all on this show we don't know yet (laughs) but i gave it a five yeah um the the actual image on the album it was uh painted by patrick nagel i hope i said that right who by the way was born in dayton ohio sweet so uh, you know another ohio boy and uh the design was uh malcolm garrett designed it and to me I just always thought it looked like a piece of like high dollar artwork, which I I do believe the image was, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and it's got like those pastels and stuff in it. Yeah, and I just always, just I'm sure Duran Duran started the Miami Vice look of everything between the suits that they wore in their videos. Yeah, yeah, and just the way that this album cover is laid out with like it, it almost to me reminds me of like neon. It does like the whole aesthetic. So. You listen to the record, and then you know you look at the album cover, and then the videos. It all ties really well together. Yeah, it does. Know? And you know, and because their first album, it was just plain white with a picture, of the, band, picture of the band, right? Yeah. So from that album to this one, I mean, you could tell they were on the verge of doing something special. Yeah. And this dropped, and this was the age of MTV, folks. Back when MTV started, and they actually played videos twenty four seven. Um, I mean, this thing was on rotation, rotation, yeah. rotation. So yeah, it was on all the time. I mean, there were kids in the Midwest, um, you know, d- dressing like Duran Duran, and you know, people couldn't figure it out. Yeah. They're like, "What the hell is this?" But you could tell something about like what side of the road had cable and what side <laughs> of the road didn't, right. because the people that had cable and MTV they loved Duran Duran, yeah. and the people that didn't. They, you know, they just didn't get it and they wasn't into it. That's true. Those of us that didn't have cable had to wait and just watch Friday night videos. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> I was spoiled, I guess. I remember sitting on the uh, coffee table waiting for the cable guy to hook up our box. So, and I, re- I still remember as soon as MTV come on the air, man, it was like awesome. That's uh, pretty cool. But you poor kids today, you guys will never know what the struggle was. Uh, okay, Boomer. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Strong Tracks. Uh, what do you got? I gave it a four. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got Rio, Hungry Like the Wolf, pretty much all of Side 1 and Side 2, you know, well, except for that one we have to get rid of. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I gave it a four, too. Um, side 1 is pretty great. I forgot how good uh, Lonely in Your Nightmare is. Uh, oh, I, I'll go down that path. All right. But let me tell you. The chorus for that. Is, uh, is just a, uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, honestly, um, you think when you put it on and you're listening to side one, you're like, uh, okay, this is going to be easy for my one I hate. But then it's like, I don't know. That's pretty good. So you got to, this is an album. I, I swear you need to listen to it more than once. You do. And here's the thing. Uh, this album is really cohesive sounding, right? So all the songs, you know, sound similar in a good way. Like they had their whole thing dialed in at this, at this, during this time in 82. Yeah. And honestly, um, you can tell that this album, it definitely captured a moment in time. Yeah. I mean, you can hear their confidence on this album. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be a love fest for a while anyway until we get down to where we're throwing shit away. <laughs> but I will say, I gave big up to Miller, man. I mean, it's I not hateful. Right. Yeah. It's not hateful. Um, but do I think it's surpassing hams? No. So, I don't know. But as so far for season two, I think this is in the lead. Um, so you mean season one? No, we're, are on, we in season, season two? we're on season two, man. Holy shit. We, yeah, this is definitely in the lead for season two. We are on season two, and this is the second show. That's I mean, crazy. Time flies when you're drinking swag. I'm sorry. I keep saying swag, swag. No, I like the S-C-H on right. it, so it's swaggy. So, you know what we'd like to say on this, though? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> on this show, stay swaggy, friends. Um, Yeah, this is definitely the, the leader so far for, for season two. It's going to be hard to dethrone this one. Although, we've got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, we do. And I will say, after the last episode, I got in trouble. Did you? My wife, your sister, was not happy with me that day, son. A few extra road pops. Oh, good Lord. I needed to rest that night, folks. And, uh, you know, my wife, his sister, was not very happy with me. That, that happens. But, um, but, you know, that's the thing. We love bringing you guys this show so much. Hey, sometimes it's easy to overdo. And I almost think that's why you scooted on us early, because you were starting <laughs> to feel it. Uh, perhaps. perhaps. Uh, yeah, he's pleading the F-I-F-F-T on that one. I'm going to slide right over to favorite tracks right now. See what I mean, folks? It's uh, brutal on this show. All right. You go first. What do you got? Um, favorite track? Yeah. I mean, I'm giving it a five. I mean, it's Hungry Like the Wolf. I mean... <laughs> really went out on a limb on that one. <laughs> I, I understand that it was a single, but man, this pressing has the night version. I love the night version. Yeah. Um, You know, later pressings had this version, too. But um, I do got a couple honorable mentions on this. Mm-hmm. Lonely in my, lonely in your nightmare is great. It is great. Uh, last chance on the stairway. I mean, those were my two honorable mentions, and both of those songs got that Cure vibe to it. And you know, I love the Cure. Yeah. So I do too. Maybe, maybe an upcoming episode at some point. It could be, man. Because honestly, if if there's anybody that's a music lover out there that says they do not like the cure <laughs> i mean i got a question yeah don't trust them authority and you know we are the authority on this show folks that's true so um i've got a disagreement there with with one of the songs you brought up because one of the songs you brought up is my track to avoid it must be last chance on the stairway <laughs> but my favorite track i gave a four out of five i went with save a prayer which was also a single yeah save a prayer i mean it's good uh at some point, Rio was my favorite, but I think I've heard it too many times. And Hungry Like the Wolf is also great, but I think I've heard it too many times. You don't hear Save a Prayer as much. No, and I, and I get that. And I was on the fence because really, Lonely in Your Nightmare, that was going to be my thing. But I just couldn't take away Hungry Like the Wolf because, you know, I, that was the first song I, I think I remember hearing off of this. Yeah, me too. Like, I remember seeing, I think well, it was on MTV, like that video. Yeah, but... That th- that's another thing with like their videos they took it to a whole new level because they were like mini movies i mean they took you to places in the world that you were never going to travel and it, you know in four minutes it was like you just watched a major motion picture it yeah. was so cool yeah it was really cool it was pretty great um and they still are like they're a little bit cheesy now, yeah. but you watch it like you watch hungry like the wolf the video it's like it's like indiana jones yeah i mean but think fun. about the time I mean, 
what was big then? Indiana Jones. Yeah. I mean, Indiana Jones with dudes in pastel suits and you know whatnot. And, uh, and like I said, the pastel suits, like from the Rio video, yeah. I do think that inspired Miami Vice, man. That's possible. Hey, it, like Don it. Johnson, come and fight me, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's his high life, bro. I right. got the champagne <laughs> of beers. Don't fuck with me. All right. So, track to avoid. I'll go first on this one. I gave it a two out of five, and it's last chance on the stairway. Oh, well. I'll tell you why, though. Okay, go ahead. It sounds like the rest of the record, but just not as good. Like it, you know what I mean. Like it, it's not horrible, and it doesn't stand out. Like some songs on some records we do, it just doesn't really fit, right? Um. <laughs> Like Lou Ann when we did Foreigner. Just didn't fit. <laughs> Don't even bring right? up Lou Ann from season one. But uh, Last Chance on the Stairway, it, it sounds, it, it fits in the record. It's just not as good as the other songs. Okay. Well, you want me to go on to mine? Yeah. Okay. So I gave mine a two. Yeah. Which we do not rehearse this part, folks. This is all, we're hearing it from each other as we're recording. Yep. I picked the chauffeur. And I know you love that song I do probably. Love that song. But I just didn't think it flowed or belonged on this record. You know, I like the music for it, but I just felt that the vocals on it didn't fit the record because to me, everything else kind of was more upbeat dancey. Yeah. And that was kind of a darker song. But it's the last song inside too. It's the album closer. Like it fits, I think. <sighs> right. I mean, I, 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 I know an album I'm looking at right now. That's got one hell of a closer on it. I know. And Oh wait, we might do that one next week, I think we are. but we're not going to tell you guys, you guys got to tune in. Um, yeah, like the chauffeur is great, but you know, we're talking about vocals and it stands out on this song a lot, but it does on a few. And it's my only gripe about that is that sometimes the vocals are too loud on this record. And yeah. I know that's an eighties style, early eighties production style, but sometimes no, it pops and, out. And I know what you're saying too, because I felt on some of it, I think they could have bumped the guitars to the front yeah. a little bit more and I mean, I think the bass was good where it was. In um, some spots, I thought the drums felt a little soft on this one. They do. Like, this is definitely this album's like vocals are on top, and it's like bass right below it, you know? Like, John Taylor's bass is right right below it. Yeah, but like Andy, which by the way, his last name's Taylor. Not to be confused with the drummer Roger Taylor. Yeah, I don't think they were related at all. They weren't. It's kind of an oxymoron. I thought it was classic. Yeah, it's funny. But it's kind of like the Ramones. Everybody was <laughs> last name Ramones, but not the same folks. I'm going off track here. But I just, to me, this album, I love the guitar tones on this. And I believe Andy, he just used uh, Marshalls with some effects pedals and uh, strats, I think. Yeah, I mean, all the footage I've ever seen of him playing live, it's usually um, one or two Marshall stacks. And yeah. I've seen him play strats. I've seen him play Les Pauls. I don't know what he's playing during this time, but probably a strat. But, um, yeah, you know, and, you know, certain songs, the drums do sound awesome, mm-hmm. but uh, some of them, it's like they kind of, they just kind of got pushed back. Yeah. And, you know, and I know you love the synth on this album. I do. I mean, he loves the keys, folks. I do. I'm um, a fan. But honestly, I'm not a super huge fan of all the keys, but they fit on this album. I mean, I can't argue one bit with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge part of it, you know. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, shit. So you want to get into uh, the deep cuts, or we want to still fight about the track to avoid? Uh, we can roll into deep cuts. I think we're going to agree to disagree on the track to avoid. I tell you what, why don't you guys listen to the album, drink some high life, just like we're doing, sit yeah. down, just do what we're doing, and then uh, 
you guys send us some feedback. You know, hit us up at Beards, yeah. Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or the Facebook page. I mean, if you type Google our name, you can find us some way, shape, or form, folks. Yeah, you can send us a message. Let us know why I'm right about the track to avoid and Brandon's wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to let him do that because, <laughs> hey, I want some feedback from you guys. You know why? And especially, I want our one fan from the UK yeah. to... Give us something, man. We are we are like international hustlers now, folks. We, Shout out to the person across the pond for listening. Hey, and I did say on a previous episode that if we crossed the pond, I would shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to shit my pants, but Travis heard this story the other day. I almost literally did shit my pants the other day, but that's for another day, another show. Um, but hey, we are so stoked that yeah. the show's getting out there. We we uh, appreciate you guys telling all your friends, international hustlers. Uh, we're balling. <laughs> y- you guys heard it on the last show. We're balling. Right. So I mean, but yeah, thanks everybody for uh, everything, man. Yeah, for sure. But Marshall, we still do not have the mini fridge. I'm <laughs> let down. And yeah. they're across the pond. You think our one fan in the UK would tell Marshall, hey, these these blokes need a, uh, do they say blokes over there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, hopefully. It's somebody that works at Marshall that was listening. Yeah. Um, all right. So Maybe that was our one view. They're like, what, hey, what the hell were these guys? And they're like, we're still not sending them a mini fridge, but all right, deep cuts. Fine. Uh, I think there's a chance here we might uh, agree on this one, um, but I'm not sure. I gave it a four out of five. I'm going with New Religion. <laughs> Do you want to see my paper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we agreed. Yeah, um, that's a great song. Yeah, go ahead. Give us your, give us your take, and I'll give you mine. Um, so it's been a, a while, not not too awful long since I listened to this whole record because this does pop up in I don't want to say regular rotation, but fairly regularly. It's a great opener for side two, and it's just um, I don't know, like maybe because I haven't heard it as much. As some of the other songs, um, it stands out so much, but it's just a good one. Now, I, I also chose New Religion, and um, I gave it a four. And there's two things on that song that why I really liked it. Um, I love that funky bass on yeah. that song. And, I mean, it does, the guitar on it has hints of David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Yeah, I can hear it's that. It's got Gilmore tones to it. Yeah, it does. I mean, and I, I love Pink Floyd. Um, I know Alex, you know, up around the Cuyahoga Falls area, I know she loves it, uh, the Floyd. Adam loves the Floyd. Um, it, it's, it's good. Like, side two is really good, and it's kind of understated, right? There's only one bad song on side two. Yeah, and it's uh, The Chauffeur. <laughs> well, it's not that one. Because but. I'm going down my notes, and Lonely in My Nightmare <laughs> is one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Hold Back the Rain. I like that one, too. It's a good song. I like it, too. And, of course, you know, Last Chance on the Stairways. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. Mm. Um, <sighs> all right, so production overall sound. We touched, touched on it a bit, but what do you got? I gave it a five. Um, you know, even though the album was remixed for the U.S. market, I think it sounds fucking fantastic. The synths, the drums, the guitars, the bass, the vocals, I think they're all tight as fuck. I mean, you know, to me, this album here, this is a drop the needle and dance motherfucker album is what this is. It is. I mean, even, even the, our tracks to avoid, 
they're still pretty good songs so you can just do both and it's short it's a nine song record so you can listen to the the whole thing and just have a good time i agreed though i gave it a five out of five it sounds good my only gripe is that the vocals are a little loud but you know it's early 80s that's kind of yeah i think it was pretty common for like this type of music back then for sure um yeah i think it was pretty common back then that they kept the vocals up plus you know i mean i know they all were like i don't know like these guys were getting mobbed in their hotels i mean it was like like, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say Beatles mania, but there was a point it was, when they it was, were. It was like kind of like the second British invasion. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it was nuts for these guys at that time. So it would be hard for them not to kind of get a little bit of that uh, yeah. God complex. In a doubt. You know, and uh, I, but like I said, man, it, this is just an album. If you throw it on, like the the night uh, me and uh, my wife, your sister, was listening to it. You know, we were sitting there playing the uh, arcade games, and I'm sitting there. I'm like dancing, man, and yeah, having a good time. To. So, no doubt. yeah, definitely make sure you it's, check it, this one out. It's funny you said that. So our next category is overall listening experience, and I gave it. Hold a f- on, I thought we is it overall listening experience or overall drinking experience, or should we do overall drinking slash listening experience? We talked about this. We, we we need to update this to add another category for overall drinking experience because some records okay. are fun to drink along to. Well, I'm giving... <laughs> okay, that's fine because I think right. what I wrote fits in both categories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they it you know bleeds over to the other. But what I wrote for that, I gave it a four out of five, but I said it's just a really fun record to listen to. Like, you put it on, like you said you were dancing, playing games and stuff. It's super fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to catch flack for this one. I'm get, I gave it a five. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but, you can't go wrong with this album. I think it's a great album. Yep. It takes you right back to 1982. This is also 1982. This is one of the first cassettes that I ever bought. Um, um, and honestly, I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't own this until I bought the vinyl. But I think that, that's your own damn fault. Well, I think honestly, I didn't ever buy it because they at that time they just played. It over and over on MTV, yeah. and I know that's why some people are probably like, "Oh, it's tired and this and that." But honestly, for me, back in that time, you were kind of discovering all kinds of other new music because of the medium of MTV. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, because you think about it, like the Buggles, they started the MTV craze. Yeah, but then it was like that was a fad; they were gone. Duran Duran stuck around a lot longer, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, you just kind of travel down that road and then you're like, oh, great. The hairband invasion. And you know me, I love the hairband. I know. I know. Um, you ever see Duran Duran live? No, it would have been awesome. Though. I know. But I mean, honestly, you know, this album still holds up. Totally does. Um, you know, I, you know, cause they're still together. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I think Andy's kind of always in and out. He drops in and out. I think Warren Cucurullo has played for a long time. I know Roger Taylor came back in the mix for a while, but and, it's kind of those two in um, and out for drums. Shit. Um, Nick Rhodes is still there. Simon LeBond's still there. John's still there. God damn it. If we did some fucking research around here, smoking computer, what are you doing over in the corner, buddy? Yeah, but it's great. Like, it's fun. Uh, I do love John Taylor's bass playing on this record. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's to me, I, I just thought it was great. And honestly, if you listen to it, not from a 
oh, I like Duran Duran point. Listen to it for its production value. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't know. Don't want to say, like, complexity of the songs, the way that they kind of intertwine with each other and are, you know, produced or played. As a whole record, it just flows well it together. It is, and it does, yeah. Um. All right. Well, should we wrap it up? Um, yeah, because like I said, I don't, oh, wait, something else that I do want to say about this album. I mean, the way that they did uh, Simon's vocals on a lot of it, it's him harmonizing with himself. Yeah, it sounds good. And that, God damn, that was new at the time. And man, does that really work on this one? Yeah, it does. And, uh, yeah. All right, let's do a, a recap. That's about all I got on it. So, um, let's, what we recap in this high life, the champagne of beers first. Uh, yeah, so four. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go with you on a four. Hell, the more you drink it, it smooths out. Uh, album cover and artwork, you gave it a five. I gave it a four. Uh, strong tracks. I gave it a four. So did I. Favorite track, mine was Save a Prayer. I gave it a four. And I, I went on the safe side. I took Hungry Like the Wolf, the night version, right. on a five. And track to avoid Last Chance on the Stairway, I gave a two. And I gave The Chauffeur a two. Deep Cuts, uh, New Religion, I gave it a four. And I also chose New Religion with a four. Production, Overall Sound, we both gave it a five. Yeah, gotta go five on that one. Overall Listening Experience, I gave it a four. I think you gave it a five. I gave it a five, but I also included overall drinking experience on it. Because like I said, you know, my favorite quote that I got from my notes is dance, motherfucker, dance when this thing comes on. And then we neither of us have ever seen him live. No, but I, I do want to throw in there. It would have been cool to have seen him. What was it? 93 when they came out with like the wedding album. Yeah. Because that sound is a lot different than this, but it's still a cool sound. It is. So I'm just going to throw it out there. If you don't own Duran Duran Rio, go get it. It's worth it. Do it. And, uh, hey, we're glad to be with you on season two. Definitely. And make sure you guys hit us up on the Beers, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or the Facebook page. Or, like I said, Google us and you can find us. And, as always, stay swaggy, friends. And we are Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And, hey, if you don't like Duran Duran Rio... Fuck, Fuck you. you.